What's up, Spell Singers? My name is Gary and John Wells. I'm Drew Flippin. And I'm Corey Janabaki. And this is Untap, Upkeep, Drink. Beer up. Welcome back, everybody. Corey is officially back on the What's podcast. Up? He's cooked some food, he's made some dishes, and now he's back. <laughs> yeah, I've been busy as hell. I haven't been yeah. able to make it to the past few episodes, but we back. So today, we're going to be talking about some goodies from Watsi. We're going to be getting... So, uh, we, we mentioned that there's in the works a plan for some ancillary commander products called Commander Collection. And the first one that they're coming out with is... Green. Yeah, that's the one that they're doing next year. At least they've announced for next year. We yeah. don't know if they're doing any extras. And so while we do that, we also have some Brutuses here, some good beers. Uh, we've been collecting an amount of beers, and one of the specific varieties is from Great Divide, and it is their Yeti series, their Imperial Stout. The original is just called the Yeti, and Gary and I have found a couple extras outside of it. Uh, they did this last year, one for each season. So they had like winter, spring, summer, fall, and we have three of them. We didn't get the uh, like late fall, early winter for the end of the year. We didn't get the s'mores one. So instead we have the vanilla oak-aged Yeti, the Mexican chocolate Yeti, and the chocolate cherry Yeti. So these are all from the Great Divide Brewery from Denver, Colorado. Just dark as sin. And at least 65 IBUs each. Yeah, they're... Obviously, they're imperial stouts, so these are going to be some very, very dark beers with a little uh, a little bit of their own touch. So, let's dive in here. Okay, Gary, and we're starting out with the cherry chocolate. Chocolate cherry? Chocolate cherry. No, see, that's my kind of beer. Sweet, fr- uh, slightly fruity. I'm not getting a whole lot of cherry. It's very alcohol-forward. <laughs> there is a burn to that. Not Not even a burn, but just like a... Uh, a vapor quality to it that just coats the tongue after. It's extremely bitter. I, I almost yeah. feel like malt and stout bitter and hot bitter. Like there's just a whole lot of linger. Yeah, this one is actually the only one with 65 of you, so it's the l- the least on the bitter scale. But <laughs> I agree that you can just it's alcohol forward. Yep. And then just the heaviness of the malts. I'm not getting a lot of cherries, but the the lingering taste is just the bitterness. So first taste is chocolate, then malts. Ooh. It's, yeah. it's bitter. I feel that. That it's not even you can't expect something like that to have like the chocolatey like Yeah, or like bitterness the, co- the coffee, or coffee bitter or something like that. But it's but it's, it's not. It's actually hop yeah, bitterness. It is very chocolate heavy. Yeah, there's there's very little cherry. Yeah, to there's be just kind of like it's almost like just a vague fruitiness. It's not even like a Defined and maybe it, I'm that's hoping this one. aerates into a more yeah, maybe, cherry. <laughs> maybe it develops as we go. Yeah. So the next one we've got here is the vanilla oak aged Yeti, and so this one I do like. It's just imperial stout with spices added. Uh, <laughs> that's all you need. So again, this one is 75 IBUs in addition to the 9.5 percent. Mm. See, this one has more, more just like smell to it. The aroma on it isn't just alcohol. It's kind of that malty, chocolatey kind of characteristic that you expect out of imperial stout. Fuck, that's good. <laughs> like, that's what you want out of your aged beer right there. It is wonderfully oaky, light vanilla, like very light vanilla. Um, 
malty, sweet. You don't really get like much of an alcohol burn. You don't get that bitterness that you get off of the chocolate cherry one. This one almost has more of the sweet chocolate characteristics than the chocolate chocolate cherry, cherry. just because it's sweeter, less bitter, less alcohol, but it does have that kind of acrid, almost roasted aftertaste. Um, It doesn't feel as thick, but the fact that they're all 9.5 is kind of a weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think the vanilla notes in that are, they're very subtle, but they're, they're used really well. And you do get a lot of that smokiness from the age. Yeah. The aged oak. And the last one we have is the Mexican chocolate Yeti. I like how on this one as well, it has the imperial stout with coffee and spices added. And apparently we get Mexican chocolate with that. So Mexican chocolate, it's basically, it's just regular chocolate, but it either has cinnamon or a chili powder to it. So right off the, the bat, it's definitely not the spicy kind of Mexican chocolate, which I'm okay with. But you get a lot of the... The like you were saying, just the earthier spices. It's very cinnamon heavy. The okay. smell on that is divine. It's though. super good. This takes it's very chocolate forward with just overarching levels of cinnamon, just balancing everything out. It's pretty smooth, and it's not very alcohol forward. I think it's very the, light bitterness as well. Yeah, I think it might be the most drinkable out of all these. But if you don't oh like if you don't like God. cinnamon, this beer is not for you. This is like Corey's cinnamon coffee with hot chocolate. It's like a cinnamon yeah, it's, coffee it's, mocha. Instead, it's not a coffee bitter. It's a chocolate bitter. And so. a cinnamon dryness. Yeah. There's that almost like... Do the cinnamon challenge, but put coffee in. <laughs> yeah. God. But it, it clears... I don't know. It feels like it clears the palate a little sooner than the rest of them, leaving just like dark chocolate. Uh, oh, man. That one's really fucking good. The first thing you taste is like a cinnamon with a little bit of cocoa, and then you get like the sweet malts, and then it just clears off with dark chocolate. Yeah. There's no alcohol. Yeah, it's really, really flavor. See, I still I get the, the alcohol flavor off of that one more than what I get off of the aged one, but only as like the aftertaste. It has that like alcoholic vapor kind of just feeling. a little bit of that burn. And it's not, it's not even like the burn or the flavor really as much as it is like that uh, texture that it kind of leaves behind. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how these develop as we go through the episode. And the main episode content here is the commander. What are they, what are they calling it? I think commander collection. Oh, yes. The commander collection. Which I don't know if you can consider eight cards a collection. I mean, it's like the anthologies or (laughs) or the from the vault. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what this is going. basically just an excuse for them to give eight solid reprints we hope for solid reprints right like that's kind of the, the I mean, idea with it would this be episode. a huge mistake for them to reprint Koda- you know what i mean like some dumb shit like i i have a feeling but, that no, all eight of them are going to be important it's just what we'll get that's what we can determine right but they're calling it a collection right the idea behind a collection is not necessarily to be played with in commander or whatever else it's to have a collector's item a piece it's like a showcase yeah exactly and so to have something that is more generic or you know like everyday commander as long as it has like new amazing like full art or just like crazy new alternate art for it they could easily pass that up and be like yeah hey you know it's like new it's totally different but even though it's exactly the same so let's get into the first major topic here which is the features of green in edh that we expect to see from Green. Yeah, the, the commander's collection green. So 
If we're looking at some of the tribes we'd like to see, I think it's easy to say if there was a tribe that would get printed, elves would be the most likely just because they get printed so often. But I'd love to see a fucking tight spider. <laughs> Assuming that it's not a reprint, right? If we, These if are all going a, to be reprints. They're going to give yeah. us a new card. Let's get a spider in here. I think but, they're saving all the new cards for all the 7,000 commander yeah. products they're releasing yeah. next year. Yeah. Like they're releasing nine commander decks, a commander drafting set, drafting set, yeah. and the commander green. Yeah. Like, so I think this is going to fall more in the showcase of From the Vaults, where it's just like cards that people love in green. I don't know if they're going to be staples or cards that need reprints or if they're just cards that people have fond memories of. Yeah. It, all of that is kind of up in the air. So I think it's going to be sort of difficult to gauge where exactly Wizards is trying to go with this. Yeah. And kind of along with having, you know, like specific creatures or tribes, which have like the themes and mechanics that Green has, which I don't think it's a good idea to say, yes, we're going to get one of all of these. But like the likelihood you know like we can kind of generalize this for what green is going to be and like they're going to pick one of these themes to have cards around or they're just going to pick a general theme that theme that works yeah. with green i would love for one of like the old elf lords like eladomri to get a, yeah, a sick, sick nasty reprint but or if, just if, a reprint yeah if it was <laughs> just if it was just like a land war elves like well i mean unfortunately i think that'd be a miss Findhorn elves See, I, 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 I just think tribe. I just think a mana dork. Like, yeah, that's all everybody thinks about with elves. But I think that's just like but the why lamest. Need how about that to be reprinted? Yeah. How about we hold on to that thought specifically? Because there's one that I think is very likely to see reprint. Um, but as far as like themes and mechanics go, there's like plus one, plus one counter generation and manipulation. Stop <laughs> doubling spoiling season. everything. <laughs> uh, tokens. Doubling season. <laughs> Big stompy. Craw worm. Slash doubling season. Uh, I thought you were going to say Crater Hoof, to be honest. I mean, Crater Hoof is yep. the, the biggest yeah. and the snobbiest. <laughs> Infect? Nah, 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 nah. I, even from the vault, I don't think... I mean, from the vault, Infect would be dope, be but so I don't sick. think they're ever going to reprint any Infect cards. Yeah, I think that it's I unlikely, but I think that it it's, it's still one of those things that like is part of Green's history and is part of Green Commander history because of like the... I don't know, the argument against it what about enchantress that i think that's a very very strong theme that everybody loves like everybody loves drawing cards especially in green which doesn't do it yeah is there anything else anything that i'm missing as far as just like the general mechanics and themes that the green has i mean plus one plus one counters and big dudes and ramping that's basically all green does well i guess that leads to the next area um talking about just what about the basics of EDs, right? We all know that green ramps. Land uh, ramp is too good. Yeah. And green is, is the best. Yeah. I mean, it is the best data for sure. Uh, is there room for like card draw, specific removal card, board wipes? Like those are the four main topics that we talk about when talking about EDH is ramp, card drop, removal, board wipes. Do we just get like one of each of those or like how, how does that, do you think, fit into the commander collection? Like you think of green and commander, you think Godama's Reach, Scuba Steve, any of like the land ramp and you're like yes that is what green does therefore wizards when they're looking at you know printing a commander set that is like specifically this is like the best of the greens it's like of course they have to have one of those cards in there see i think from wizards perspective this is we print one card that people want and then seven cards that people already have that is just cooler 
So they feel like they have to buy it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It gets us scrubs to be like, oh, check this out. It's dope. So we buy it. Yeah, that's, certainly. That's, unfortunately, that's, that's how I see it. And so I don't think we're going to get awesome reprints. I don't think we're going to get Court of Calling, Crater Hoof, Greater Good, all Ooh. these doubling season, all these bangers <laughs> in one set. I think we're going to get things like Kodama's Reach or a Sakura Tribe Elder, but they're going to be just some dope-ass art. Yeah. So I think the expectation needs to be different for this. And obviously, I have no idea. We'll see when it comes out, but I think don't hold your expectations too high. Yeah. So let's jump into it from that angle then. Let's look at what are the green staples that are likely to see reprints? Because you, you don't think that that's the angle that they're going for, but for me, that's... Like, I mean, if I'm I guess it them, depends on where it comes from, because you're right. If, if Hasbro is the one pushing this, then I think I agree with you. But to me... It's I'm maybe it's a hope. Maybe I've got too many beers in me today, and I'm waiting for Mark Rosewater to push this out for all of us Commander players. I don't but think that I this don't is... see if there's a Cultivate or a Kodama's Reach. To me, if there's more than one slot dedicated to dumb shit like that, it's a dead product, and I don't want it. That's fair, but you're, you're looking at it as if someone like Mark Rosewater or Gavin Verhey has control over what the product is. Yeah, and to a very we don't even extent, know who designed it, do we? We can. I mean, I mean, I, it's probably a, a team yeah. or it's a probably part of, of the people who do Commander. Like, See, I think, but it, the fact is, is that unfortunately we have, it, you know, the the mothership company over the mothership. Yeah, that's attached to it, right? Trying to make money, not the yeah, exactly. The game. And you look at, you know, whether it's the signature spellbook stuff, you, or actually, I mean, that's been a pretty decent product. I, I won't. They, I think in. they've been at least market value for yeah. what they but you have. look at the like anthologies not commander anthologies but just like the from the vault from the vault shit garbage uh, <laughs> the original commander anthology or not what was the commander arsenal yeah, yeah. commander arsenal was good people didn't think it was good but turns out it had some, the way it had they some did bangers. it was really bad the yeah but I, I think that's good. a good way to look at it because commander arsenal it had some awesome stuff and some absolute trash that nobody yeah. wanted but people bought it for the the good stuff yeah but I think that that's that's kind of where I have to look at this product as potentially being, right? Like, obviously, I hope that this product is exceptional, that it has, you know, the bangers that we want. But realistically, I think it's going to be, you know, six or seven staples in one good card. And whether yeah. that good card is still part of the staples or if it's going to be like, yo, this is like a chase card, let's reprint it. I think this set is meant for collectors. And so... People aren't looking for functional reprints or playable reprints. People are looking for foil versions of cards they've never been voiled, foil, foiled before alt art. or alt art. Okay, then art. Let, me, let me put this out there as my alternative, okay? If we're going more towards where you guys are saying and we end up with some of these quote-unquote lower power, more staple-oriented cards, and again, this is a demand. This is not an expectation. This is just a me telling Watsy, who of course does not listen to this podcast. I mean, they might, who knows? Fucking... Do the borderless full art cards, please. Like, when I want a full art, I want it to be borderless, and I don't want, like, special shit unless it looks really cool. Like, an extra art is cool. I like those. But I'll just get those in my draft packs, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to buy a fucking just regular card with a different art. Like, you're releasing this as a product that I want to collect. Give me something cool. Yeah? I it's mean, pro- we're not going to say no to cool it's, cards. It's not going to happen, but... but- I the think, borderless is where it's at, and I I just don't I don't love what they did with the secret layer things. Like there were some that should have been foiled that weren't. Yeah, and I, all of these panoramas have a see, fucking border on. I'm them. worried about the foils just because foils in the past few years <clears throat> have been absolute 
dog shit for the aging. The card quality has been like, going downhill. Like we I get that, but like some your... of them were foiled and some of them weren't. Right. Like either do foils or don't. Yeah. yeah it's true. Okay, so let's look at staples, right? We already talked about Kadama's Reach. Uh, cultivate rampant growth and kind of in the same just land ramp. ramp. Yeah. Um, as far as as far as card draw goes, uh, harmonize seems to be the obvious pick. Just new art on har- harmonize. It's just draw three. Yeah. Risk cards expertise. I'm not so sure about. I think that you know it's it's still like one of the staples, but I think that because it is, it's a newer card. Yeah. And it's, I think that it's also tied to a specific plane the way it is. That it's going to be a little bit harder just to swing it as. Yes, this is just perfect for. I mean, I don't know. The brain Nissan back and. But they're not bringing Eason back. They're bringing they're, a card that's themed they're, around. Exactly. They're bringing him onto the art. So, I, okay, I guess. Yeah, so I, right, I think this right. might just be sort of like a core set where it just transcends all the boundaries and you could just do yeah. all sorts of weird stuff. You could bring Green Garrick back. Who knows? If we're talking about staples still, like if you're looking at your removal, I think Beast Within is the obvious one. But yeah. I think that Cross and Grip or something like Lignify, like Lignify isn't like the most expensive card, but it still like has that green theme and everything going on around it. But I think Cross and Grip is like the smart bet. If I was a betting man, I would pick Beast Within just because it's the obvious one. But if I, I was a betting for hopeful fun. man, I would bet Cross and Grip just because I think that it, it does need a, a solid reprint outside of yeah. a... Yeah, I mean, they did bring sp- Split Second back from for the this past Commander set. So maybe they're like, hey, yeah. we all know you know how good this card is. So let's kind of jump from the obvious staples into cards that i think are the maybe they're they're realistic cards and this is the reason why i said that we should wait on talking about you know mana dorks not being something to include because i think birds of paradise is like a realistic maybe okay but let's not call that a mana dork that's exactly it what is. it is that is the mana <clears throat> king of all the dorks i mean if we're talking about something that i mean it's it's literally a mana dork it is a creature. It fits that drops into mid- it fits into the category, but it's the best of the I think best. It's, it's, it's not a land it's war. It's one elves. of two. Yeah, land war elves and Prince of Paradise. When you say mana dork, I think those are the two that people think of. Yeah. So I think. It's, but I mean, it's top tier mana dork. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously like, better than yeah. land war elves, and it's but, more expensive and it's like is more coveted, and the art on it is. You yeah. Know, like, they haven't those, reprinted it in a, in a hot minute. Yeah, I think the last time it was reprinted was in Conspiracy. So if if they do like a full art Birds of Paradise. <sighs> But this more uh, realistic category that we're diving into is sort of where I... think I, the realistic maybes. Yeah, I hedge my bets more on this side. Like, I feel if it's a whole bunch of the staple stuff, it's going to be a bummer. But, like, we've got listed on here, like, Titania. I think, yeah, I think I think they're going to reprint a, like, staple legendary creature. And there's a couple that I wish it was going to be. But I think that Titania is the she, logical everyone, everyone loves her. one because everyone loves her. They only printed her in, in the, the mono green deck from set. Yeah, yeah, Commander. The Fraileys. Yeah. And that she's just kind of the, I mean, she's part of like the epitome of green, right? Like she's she's very good at that. And I think something like Eladomri would be better just because, you know, the, the value he, of actually having he, that card. earned it. Yeah. But I think Titania is just more likely in that sense. Yeah. I think another thing is that we don't know the price point of this yet. So we don't know I what they're looking at. I think everyone's guessing it's going to be like 35 or 40, somewhere in there. But wouldn't you rather pay $60 for a Titania, a Seedborn Muse, and, a, and an Eternal Witness than $30 for another fucking land where else? And a beast within? But, but what what else is you coming with like that? Like, how good is the art, right? Like, everything is so subjective there. That like, you could have the most basic fucking car. You could have seven forests and Lanor elves but if all of the art is unique and just absolutely exceptional nah 
I think people are going to pay pay for that. People oh, will people buy this shit no matter what it, it no is, right? And it's not about you. It's about what Wizards is going to be able to do and what people are going to like what people what people are willing to buy. Yeah. Like you list off, you know, some very good, you know, good points. I think Seedborn Muse is up there even though it was just reprinted. I think that because it is Seedborn Muse and the, the power level that card has and the kind of like it's basically only played in Commander realistically as, yeah. and so that that's a perfect card. Eternal Witness is the card that I want them to print. And so you brought up uh, the Yisan card. Yeah. And so I think that there's going to be, I mean, whatever his card is going to be, is definitely a green creature tutor of some sort. What it is, mm, Court of Calling feels very... I think that's correct. the one everyone's leaning towards. Yeah. But also there's uh, G-Wave, Genesis Wave, yep, which also is definitely pretty good. Uh, and I think the one that is least likely of just this group of three is Green Sun Zenith. Because I feel like oh, if they man. if they do <laughs> GSE, then they have it's kind of like they set a precedence for setting up cycles. I mean, I, that, think that, I, th- I feel like that's an easy oh, for sure. Like none of the zeniths are worth that much. I mean, they're all really good, but that just that's an extra slot that people are like. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a zenith. I get it. It's in the green set. Yeah. It's in the white set. Yeah. Um, and kind of along that lines is whether or not they do uh, flip cards because I think Growing Rights of Itlamok is very much a commander card, right? Yeah, and that. Having that as you know a new new art or something like that. Guys, cradles on my dream on list, you know, because I'm pretty sure it's on the reserve list. Isn't yeah, it? so I don't think it'll ever come back. Uh, yeah, I agree, and I don't think that it should because I mean, at least Commander is the one spot you should put it if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna print it. But, but like, yeah, so Growing Rights is definitely like the next best step, and I think that yeah. again, it might have like that opinion where it sets a precedence for. Printing, you know, a cycle of cards throughout the. Yeah, I just think that growing rights is just—it's too new. Yeah, maybe it's possible. Maybe, but people don't have the emotional attachment to it the same way. Yeah, because as Magic gets more and more popular, a lot of these copies are more and more readily available. Yeah, and so it's easier to get newer cards, and it's a lot harder to get older cards, yeah, to especially fair, though, in good condition. When Gavin was talking uh, about. I don't know if it was the Commander draft set or whatever it was, but he was talking about having reprints of cards that are new that wouldn't be able to get a reprint normally in a normal set. because they break them? <laughs> yeah. Well, not just because they break them, but because they are so new. Like, it's hard to just reprint something that you just reprint unless it's, like, filling unless a very specific a... slot. Like, Colossal Dread Mob That's was, yeah, I was, gonna say. was reprinted because it is exactly what every set It's just have. a green staple. It is a green six mana, six six with trample, and that's always going to be a good top end for a green deck in a limited environment. Yeah. Um, so moving on, we've got Avenger of Zendikar. That's another one that I think is pretty likely. I think that would be like a nice flashy, you know, high drop card that they could throw in there. You guys are making making me doubt all of my decisions, but I feel I f- when we started the episode, this was at ninety percent for me. Like, if Avenger of Zendikar wasn't in it, I would be actually surprised at this point. Yeah, because it's it's not quote unquote broken, but it's also extremely good, and it's also what every fucking green deck wants. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think people are going to play it. It's one of those cards where it's like, oh, I'm running green. I've got lands. I might as well throw in an Avenger. Like, I don't have any plant token. I don't have any elemental sub-theme. But Avenger is just good. Yeah. Um, kind of along that list, uh, if we're looking at just themes, because I was thinking like Landfall when I put Avenger on, uh, plus one, plus one counters, we're looking at that. Hardened Scales could use a good reprint. Yep, everyone loves Hardened Scales. And, and it's good. <laughs> as I was like, Going through the list, it's like, what about board wipes? Green doesn't really have board wipes, but the one thing that it, it's just garbage. I was at. like, it's not going to do hurricane. It's not going to do any of the other like sick, <laughs> sketchy, weird reprints. I was like, what about 
Azuri's predation. Like that's one that I could see them doing. And then it's one that doesn't pop up very often. Yeah. And then you reminded me of the bane of my existence. And I was just like, yeah, I, I don't, uh, it's not that I don't think they do it. I don't want them to do it. Yeah. So we're talking about bane of progress, which is, it's arguably one of the best board wipes in green, but it only does artifacts and enchantments, but it makes a big dude. Usually. Yeah. I think a lot of people This was another one that I thought it. was 90%. Like, if they didn't have Avenger of Zendikar and Bane of Progress, I was like, what What are they even printing yeah. right now? I think it's... Uh, you guys are making me doubt that, but I'm still going to put it on my list. If we're going to make a little fantasy draft for everybody to hit, see what percentage, these two are on my list because it is impactful and it does help mitigate some of the fringe uh, decks that you're going to play against that are heavy enchantment, heavy artifact. And it also does a big green creature with no evasion that just fucking dies to anything like that. It's not broken. It's just really good. Yeah. And you're going to throw it in It hasn't been there. reprinted. It's yeah. just chilling. Yeah, it's been printed. It was in the 2015, I think, yep. set, and that was it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see this being pretty likely. All right. And then on the, the realistic maybes I have on here, I've got my, because eh, it's like, it's not quite on the dream on list, but at the same time, it's not as realistic. Yeah, these are a little reaching, but not dream level reaching <laughs> yeah so the first one is triumph of the horse Corey doesn't think infect is... i don't think infect's coming back so i would love i would say dude, i want <laughs> a new art so bad like the yeah. original art is fucking sick uh, this is the one infect card that i'm okay running just because i like green stompy <laughs> uh, it's the one infect card that i want everyone to use <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of the best ones uh the next one i have is the card that i think this is of of my list of maybes this is the one i want them to reprint the most i agree just because it's so difficult to get and it just fits into my style of play so well. And that's Song of the Dryads. It's a nice removal card. It's an enchantment. Hey, that thing that you have. Uh, forest. Hey, that commander you have. Forest. It's a land. Oh, and nobody runs land destruction? Ah. Sorry. It's like you're stuck without your commander for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly strong. Uh, this next one probably should just be on the Dreamon list. I don't think... Like, there's not really a reason for them to print it in the commander set. I just... Scape Shift. Yeah, Scape Shift, it was just reprinted, I think, in M19. It and it's already back up to 14. Dope new art. Yeah, it's... Like 14, 15 bucks again. Yeah, be, a lot of, uh, I think, modern decks were running crazy yeah, the Shift, Escape especially Shift. with, like, uh, I think there were some Hogak shenanigans going on with it, with yeah. Dredge. Uh, and same with Ren and Six. Yeah, there Ren and Six was so nasty. Gnarly. But I think, shit, I think Scape Shift is just one of those cards that, in my opinion, is just too new. Yeah. Even though it was M19, but... But because it is, it is like a, a classic. But again, it only works basically in one deck, and that's a land deck. Yeah, so. it's yeah. It's I wouldn't say it's a commander or a green staple. But whenever you play Scape Shift, we're like, okay, yeah, I know what Scape Shift does. Uh, we've got Descendants' Path, which uh, I basically only put on there because I love the art on it, and I just want to see it as full art. Hell yeah, <laughs> fling so it out. <laughs> It'd be so sick. Uh, this is one that I'm not. It's I. Don't know if they're only printing green cards or if they are printing support for green commander. This is what I want. I and want so, this one. Emerald medallion. I would love if they did the cycle of medallions because yeah. there's a couple medallions that are not worth anything, and there's a couple medallions that are worth so much money because of just the color that they're in. Yeah, and so the green medallion's only worth like four or five bucks. Something it's like garbage that. because green has access to land ramp. Yeah, but but at the, the same time, like. It's, I mean, anytime you can just reduce the cost on a card, it's worth, it's theoretically worth more than a, like, individual ramp spell, just because, like, reducing the cost, like, you don't have to, to pay for that cost, whereas tapping a land, that land's already been used, and so, like, just reducing the cost overall is going to be better. 
Yeah, I think I just think the other colors would benefit a lot more than green. I don't know if they're gonna, going to do... I'd be okay if they just didn't do cycles. Yeah. And they just did eight awesome cards. That's what I hope for. But I would be okay if they chose one or two cycles and stuck to those. Yeah. If and they I, were valuable. Yeah, and I have people. a couple at the bottom of the list that are, are cycles. Um, yeah, so we're gonna, we get to like I was gonna say we're gonna move to the dream on section here in a second, but let's review these beers real quick because they are dark as fuck. And we are all just <laughs> nobody, nobody's finished anything. <laughs> How the fuck are we? They're, they're, heavy. they're like twenty ounces. Yours is more than that. Oh yeah, these are all big boys. Yeah, Garyan has his glass full every single like second. <laughs> I look over there, he's like pouring more into it. I'm like, I, I can just refill and refill and never run out. <laughs> um, the alcohol to me has faded a bit. As far as like the vapor quality in my mouth. It smells exactly like the same though. It's, uh, uh, but it is still very potent. Uh, I'm still getting zero cherry, unfortunately. But it is more, it's settled on my tongue a little more rounded, like malty kind of chocolatey. It's got more of kind of a syrup texture to it now. Uh, it swallows really smooth. The The best thing about it is that the vapor burn is less than when we opened it. It's the only worst the, thing about the smell it, now. Yeah, and the worst thing about it is that there's still just no, like, detectable cherry <laughs> to me. Yeah, the entire time that Gary was talking, I just had a, a mouthful of it just trying to, like, parse whether or not, you know, the cherry, the, the mythical beast exists. Yeah. And it doesn't. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting it, any cherry. But I'm definitely getting it does have the alcohol yeah, on the nose. Ha- yeah, exactly. It does have that alcohol burn on the nose, but it doesn't really carry through drink. And at this point in time, the bitterness... Oh, never mind. As I say that... It's starting to like creep back and just like take over my my tongue now, but it it is just that like kind of rich chocolatey malty flavor. Yeah, uh, no, it. I feel like it should have so much more going for it. I wouldn't it's say it's good. It's not one note, but it's kind of just the same notes that you'd expect from an imperial stout. Like it's I was not doing say, anything it's, crazy. Yeah, it's you could sort get of that from a, a different imperial stout. All that to say, though, that this is a really good imperial stout. Oh, it's yeah. delicious. Not what I wanted yeah. out of a chocolate cherry. Yeah, yeah, Great Divide. They're not messing around with no, these. I no, I think the Great Divide is a fantastic brewery, and everything that we've had from them has been like damn near exceptional. <laughs> like they're very, very tasty beers, and I just think that the the label on that one gives me an idea of what I should taste, and maybe maybe yeah. that's on us. Whenever I've made black forest cake, there's a cherry liqueur that you're supposed to use when you soak the cake, yeah. and it's called Kirsch, and it's it's just straight cherry juice, and so you soak all your cakes in that, and so you get a lot of the dark chocolate notes and the cherry liqueur from it. But yeah. the only like, and thing that's you what get I was expecting out of this, like maybe that the extra sweetness that we get off of this one is that cherry it's like the cherry a, flavor, not the cherryness. But yeah, it's it is kind of like a, a generic fruity sweetness. It's not quite and it's not malty sweetness i will say that but it's not it's not cherry it's just yeah i think they it's good i think they missed the mark though andrew what about that vanilla oak it's okay aged beers love them vanilla in my stouts love it throw it all together i mean you're not gonna be mad at it that's a figure it's not very glowing (laughs) i mean it's really fucking good like again it it, it is very similar to the other one. Imagine that all these Yetis based on the same like basic beverage. All these Imperial but Stouts, similar. Weird. It, it does have that kind of like woody quality to it where it is that oaky kind of flavor to it. It does have that like light. Like it really is just so subtle, the vanilla on it. Yeah. Uh, but it has a different different flavor, different texture of sweetness than what the, the chocolate cherry does. 
And I think that comes through. Yeah, the smoothness, I think, is accentuated by the the oak and like that age smokiness kind of. Yeah. But yeah, the vanilla, it just sort of just dips in and out and just accentuates just every just yeah. sort of taste that you I think go like through. The biggest difference between the two, though, is how they finish. Yeah. Because the chocolate cherry has that bitterness to it, whereas this one, it's just like smooth and even as it rides down and it just kind of like fades away off your palate, whereas the other one's like... All of the normal flavors fade away, but as they do so, here comes this bitterness that just lingers forever. Yeah, to me, the vil- the vanilla almost has like a metallic zing to it that comes yeah. probably that's more like a, it's probably the cask kind of flavor, but it's definitely more tame as far as like the alcohol flavor and the bitter flavor. It's more of a sweet kind of malty. Yeah. And the last one we have. Dude, this one so good. Yeah, this is the one that I was going to have. Mexican chocolate. And then Corey's like, yo, that's the one I was like, eh. I'm sure I'll enjoy all of these. So I was gonna say they're all good. <clears throat> so this one, it hasn't developed at all. Nothing's changed, and it's still just cinnamon forward, but with that oh, that yeah. chocolate just undertone. No alcohol, smooth as hell. Not a lot of bitterness. It's just really sweet. It's honestly, it's very different from a just a regular imperial stout. Like it's a lot lighter and smoother. It tastes like the the most like minimally alcoholic. Mexican hot chocolate. Yeah. Like it's just is, dark the, chocolate. The nose on this. Cinnamon. Is so fucking it's good. So oh, good. It's incredible. It's, uh, But it's like exactly the qualities you want in that Mexican hot chocolate that's not all sugar and milk chocolate. You know what I mean? It's like dark chocolate, spices. It has depth. Oh, and it's just smooth and round and sweet without being like sugary. Beer of the show. I'm voting now. That one is <laughs> fucking good. These are all good beers, but that one just has like all of the things you want wrapped around your dark chocolate, you know? I'm going to do the naughty thing here. Just so do we're it. doing a little mixing. Are you mixing all three? Yep. Oh my God. The Yeti beer. No surprise. It looks exactly the same as all the other <laughs> It's ones. dark as hell. Yeah, it doesn't have like the reddishness that the... The Mexican chocolate does. Dude, the chocolate cherry just overpowers everything by smell. Get that alcohol. It's just alcohol. (laughs) First thing that evaporates towards your nose. I ain't mad at it. Like, make me a little do a dance, you know? But it's kind of like vanilla oak aged chocolate cherry Mexican chocolate Yeti. No, it's a vanilla oak aged Mexican chocolate Yeti that has some alcohol burn and bitterness. So, yeah, it's. Is the menage the worst? Uh. Probably there's I think there's just too much going on yeah. and it doesn't it wants to do you all can't of the delineate things, through anything but it doesn't do any of the things yeah well none of them were bad uh, my vote is the Mexican chocolate for best beer my vote is also the Mexican chocolate I think that the Mexican chocolate and the vanilla oak age are equal wrong but <laughs> <laughs> but I think they each have their their time and you're a Scotch guy. So you like barrel-aged smokiness. Yeah, I guess that's fair. True. I'm not a scotch guy. So obviously there's a couple things we wish were a little bit different with these beers, but overall I think we got three solid beers. Uh, we got to give the shouts out to Great Divide. So let's transition here back into magic stuff, talking about pipe dreams and hopes. Let it fly on the wind as it disappears because it's never going to... Doubling season. There's a lot of stuff on this list that even me, as a wisher... I'm like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, um, but, season. But I personally think there's at least three or four on here that 
should be on the list. Whether or not they will get printed is a whole different story. But like what we want as commander players are the big powerful things. And if I'm going to spend money to buy a premium product from you that's only eight cards, I want you to give me good fucking cards. So these are some of the more (laughs) outlandish and awesome spells for green that we could potentially get printed, but probably not. So the list we came up with, it's not in any particular order. It's just awesome, dope-ass green cards that we all want. Doubling seasons on there, obviously. Yeah, this is literally like (laughs) me having ideas of just like what card would I love to see reprinted and then just like connecting that to another green card, which connected me to another green card. And I literally just kept on like tapping on the thing, just like adding it. (laughs) And and this, a lot of these have a lot more potential to be printed than others. Yeah, and I think that some of them... Maybe one of these can be... Yeah, I, I think that strictly like of this list, this is the product for them to be. If they put one of these cards in, I think people would buy it. Yeah, it, oh, absolutely. It'd be the like the chase card of the, the set. And so I There's think, definitely a few on the list that are just not going to happen. Yeah, but. so I, I think one of the cheaper cards on the list, but it's still up there, it's Heroic Intervention. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe that I sold that card when I had it because like I pulled two of them from Ether Revolt and I was just like, man, this card is never going to work in multiplayer the way that I want it to because we were playing like janky ass we fucking magic stuff. way back when we were just playing bad modern yeah, before like, we even got into commander. Like, this card's never going to be good enough for you know playing against six people. Turns out it probably was. <laughs> and I just had no it's, card evaluation skills. too good. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next one is one of the cards that I desperately want to see reprinted and I please, think please. This, is, this is the card that I am hoping and praying. They hinted at two two different cards, right? One with Yisan and one with uh, an Azusa-esque art. So there yeah. has to be some lands card. And I'm lands hoping matter. and praying that it's Exploration. I agree. I think that that would be the card. And it's not so overpowered that it breaks the game. It's no. just like, I don't want to pay 25 fucking it dollars for this card. breaks the rules of no, magic. No. no. <laughs> like, I like how my response is, no. Like, for one green mana, <laughs> you break all of the rules. The one rule that we have, one land per turn. Nah. Nah, you can do it. You can yeah. double it. One of the cards that I know is absolutely not going to be printed, and I was just like, think of what would be yeah. like really fucking cool. It's like Concordant Crossroads. Concordant Crossroads sick. would be so dope. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's never going to get printed. <laughs> Same with the next card, Oracle of Madaya. I like, think this card uh, needs to be reprinted a lot more than others on this list. Yeah. But because but it it's just so yeah. powerful. Oracle of Modaya was one of the ones that I was thinking like of the like the green creatures. Like I figured they're probably going to print like one like solid green creature. And Oracle of Mundaya was like the first thought. And I was like, yeah, probably not. And that's where Titania came in. But I yeah. think the Oracle would definitely be the preferred this, option. It's similar to Exploration where it just sort of breaks the rules, but even better than Exploration. Another one we got is Mana Reflection. Another just dope, dope card. <laughs> yeah. I'm noticing a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It turns out green is really good at making a lot of mana. Yeah. Uh, likelihood of that one probably more than Concordant Crossroads 100%. and Oracle of Modaya. Yeah. Bloom Tender, that's another one we're drifting off. Yeah, Bloom uh, Tender, it's a card everybody loves, and it's obviously staple in five colors, and everyone knows it's really powerful, and it's definitely pricey, so I'd love to see it get in reprint, but yeah. I don't know, it's hard. The They're next, gonna print a mana dork. I mean, that might be the yeah. Be but Birds of Paradise one. is definitely the Birds of Paradise. The I feel like is just the best option. Uh, the next three, me as a dreamer, as a fucking dreamer, guys. They're not fucking happening. <laughs> yeah, There's so this no is goddamn way. <laughs> this is me trying to figure out what the the Yisan card was and like yeah. having all of like the ideas of what 
you know, could go along with just tutoring. And I was like, huh, I thought about the, the medallion, right? The green medallion. And I was like, but if they're going to do an artifact, what if instead we just did birthing pod? Would be nice, wouldn't it? But they just printed Prime Speaker, and I feel like they're it's not, already... It's not the same. Birthing Pod is just one of those cards that people are like, uh, Birthing Pod, okay, yeah, yeah I get I get what you're doing. It's incredibly powerful, but I think it's just one of those cards that people don't necessarily like playing against. So I don't know if they want to reintroduce that to a bunch of new people. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Same Especially thing with, with the dope, next one. awesome, just awesome Phyrexian art. I was going to say, Birthing Pod was already cool. Yeah. So to like up that game is going to be... Incredible. Yeah, but yeah. to keep along the same lines as like having the, that tutor effect, uh, we had Tooth and Nail, which I was like, if you're going to have that big yep. green splashy, like the Court of Calling, Green Sun Zine, it's like you all are probably spending a decent amount of mana on that. And I was like, but what if, what if, spend all of the mana on it? <laughs> what if you just win the game? <laughs> and so that's Tooth and Nail, I think, deserves a reprint. I don't know if this is a set for it. I don't I, know if there is a set for it. I was going to say, I don't know where I you can think, print it without it being yeah, I conspiracies, think, like the only other place yeah, I can think Yeah, I mean, because it's nine mana, it's probably not going to do a whole lot in a just a uh, limited yeah. set. Yeah. But that's like Scape Shift and Limited. You're like, fuck. It's like, I got Scape Shift. And then, like, afterwards, you're like, but yo, I got skip shift. <laughs> yeah, so you'd have to sort of sneak it into a format or a, a set where it won't break it. But I don't know if this is the one. I would love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, and the last one, uh, Survival Not of Fittest. Not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I want one. <laughs> nope. I think Survival of Fittest is just too good. It's one of those cards that just sort of breaks the game when you play it. And that's why it's on the list. Of and that is why it's on the, the dream list. <laughs> uh, next one we have... Uh, I feel like I just I just keep hearing this from somewhere. I'm not really sure where it is. It's card's eight. Uh, Corey, why don't you, you know, give us some ideas? It's just doubling season. I think if they print doubling season in this set, the MSRP for the set's going to be like $80 minimum. Oh. Wouldn't you buy it? Yeah. There you go. I but, mean, doubling season and a bunch of other stuff. Like, I get the perceived value because we're talking about what what uh, the cards are worth in the secondary market. But, but like, doesn't recognize the secondary market. That's what I'm saying. Is like That's for us consumers to say, oh, God, I'm making a big deal. But for them to print eight fucking two-by-five pieces of cardboard and sell them for $80, like that's what Wizards wants to do. Yeah. They don't give a fuck what the MSRP is. We care because that's the only way we can get it for cheaper. Argument against that, literally the sets that were going on a couple weeks ago at this point, Fucking the secret, secret layer. Layer. Let me give you five cards. Let me give you four cards. Charge you thirty bucks plus. Let me give chain. you three cards for forty dollars. <laughs> but some of those sets were worth more than the MSRP, and some of those sets were worth a lot less than the MSRP. So I don't know. So, I, they were trying the to sell the whole overall set to begin with. Yeah. So they had a lot of different price points. But I think if you do the green set with doubling season, the MSRP jumps a ton. And if they set the precedent for $80 I don't, I don't for this the collection. MSRP jumps, I the, think that the, just the aftermarket jump. I think that they still are like, oh, yeah, it should be $40. And I think that because Watsi literally this last year has moved away from putting an MSRP on their products, which is really fucking frustrating when you look at Secret Lair and then Commander Green. <sighs> yeah. It's like, and I put it on the YouTube video. Go check out the, the post that I put on there. But it's basically like, hey, we care about LGSs. You know, we're giving you guys this, this specific product, premium version of it too. You know, and then like on the other hand, they're also just like giving the middle finger to, you know, everyone who has to buy it on the secondary market as well as the stores for secret layer. Just like, hey, fuck you guys. Like, yeah, I just think that putting a doubling season is sets a, a dangerous precedent for the next sets. Gotta have Cyclonic Drift, gotta have Teferi's Protection. Gotta I have, don't like, even know if those, because those aren't even worth what, Doubling season's worth. They got to put a $50 card in each set. 
or else people will just not buy it. That's okay, what so we want, baby. I mean, instead yeah, of, I'm down. But, yeah, absolutely. But instead but, of doubling season, what about Primal Vigor? Primal Vigor, desperate need of a reprint. I think it's a lot more balanced because it affects everybody. And that I think that is an okay card to reprint this. What about people don't want it? People would yeah. much rather have doubling oh, season, obviously. obviously. But okay, what about a sidestep into parallel lives? Parallel lives also need a reprint, and I think it's just I think this is the one that would be most likely. Yeah, because they they did just put doubling season back into battle bonds, but but the price fucking like dipped for all of three days. Yeah. And I think Parallelized, it's only gone up, but it's a lot more reasonable for people. And yeah, so this sure. is, I think they're going to stick to either 15 to $20 and below cards for these sets. But that's, that's just me. I don't think they're going to put a 45, I don't $50 think they're put card. A $15 card in. I mean, if they just put one and then a bunch of trash and sell it for 35, 50 bucks, who knows? Yeah, true. Uh, so the next one, again, we've talked about Crater of like obviously Crater Hoof would be fucking dope. Yeah. But it's one of those cards that I would love to see reprint, especially dope new art. But it's one of those cards where the more you reprint it, the more people use it. And just like Cyclonic Rift, it's sort of a boogeyman where, oh, I'm just going to do this same thing every time and play Crater Hoof. Oh, I'm just going to do this same thing and play Cyclonic Rift and win. Yeah. So it, it's sort of, it's the detriment of the format, but it's to the benefit of a lot of players to have yeah. this card. But at the same time, I feel like if it is a card that is played as often, people maybe start to have answers to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that, so there's, there's, there's potential there, but yeah. kind of along the same lines of just like ridiculously powerful cards. That is, that is up there. Uh, it's one of those where it's just, you win the game usually yeah. when you play it. And so the next one, again, keeping with the, the creatures is the card that, again, it's one of the ones, it's like exploration, right? It's the card that I want to see printed the most. And that's, Azusa lost but sinking. I she desperately needs to reprint for fuck's sake. Please give us like yes, she did get reprinted in Masters, Masters 25, 25, yeah. But she's still so expensive and she's still just I mean, she's insanely good. But. Yeah. I think I think it's just too recent for her to be reprinted. I would love to it, especially if the new Azusa art is leaning towards anything. Yeah. It's I mean, I don't know what else you would do besides another Azusa. But. Yeah, I think that art would be like some some land, land. yeah it's got to be something to me the most powerful card that we could reprint right now for green Basic of force. all of all the well it's close <laughs> it's dry hat arbor <laughs> yeah yeah that's about as close to a basic force as you get i mean yeah it's it's probably one of the weirdest cards in magic because every time i look at dry hat arbor i was like i still don't really understand <laughs> and then the last one is again part of the my list of ones that i really want to see um, Argothian Enchantress, I think it was reprinted in Eternal Master, something like that. I just want to see any of the, the OG Enchantress yeah. ones reprinted. A lot of the Enchantresses and that effect, they're they're too much for a lot of people. Another one we have on this list that I think like could easily make the cut, in my mind, is Sylvan Library. Is it, okay, so this is one of the cards that's like, it's an obvious staple and it's an obvious inclusion of this list, but is absolutely never going to fucking happen. This, I... Which sucks. I think it's too powerful. It's, and I think the people don't know how the fucking card works. So yeah. it's so like, it, you it, can't just throw true. it out there. It is a, like a literal stable. Like if you're running green, even if you have one green card in your deck, this should be the card. Yeah. yeah this it's, is, just it's like this so is an e for good. commander or just like, it gives you so much advantage it, and so much flexibility for what you're able to do. It breaks the color wheel so hard <laughs> in such a crazy way <laughs> that it's worth running in any deck. I don't know. I don't know if Sylvan Library. I would love to get it oh, reprinted, especially shit. with some dope ass art. Yeah, I'm just trying to like think of like how I, they I could just, redo I it. I just 
think it would just break a lot of decks. All right, what about the next one on my list? The next one's not fucking going to happen uh, ever. Uh, guys, <laughs> uh, come on. This come is on. like, what do you call it? This is like power 9.5 kind of shit. Mm. Carpet of flowers. This is only, you only ever see this. You don't even see this in EDH decks because people can't afford it. Uh, shit's good. Shit's real good. There's no way. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, it would be sweet. Uh, the last bit is the parts that I I just don't think are going to be reprinted. Um, they're part of the Dream On list and kind of adjacent because I think a couple of them are maybe more in the eh, probably not but maybe list. And these are ones that if they printed, they might be setting a precedence for having a series of them throughout the Commander collections. Yeah. Um, so the absolutely bonkers lands. Guy's Cradle. Yeah. Is the green one. Uh, this one's a hard no. Oh, absolutely. Not <laughs> this is like, no, 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 never going to happen. Give me your copy of it because you suggested it. No. Yeah. Uh, however, the problem is, is that I don't think every color has a land that would fit this series. Like you've got Urborg, maybe. Urborg. Uh, you've got maybe Tolarian Academy, but like that's what's... That's not a maybe. That's the, that's... But like what's your red and your white? White is Sarasanctum. Okay. And then red is because oh, it's shit. Yeah, the red one is, is yeah, that's the like, problem. The red is one definitely like, is not good. It but tapers like. off hard. <laughs> so to me, the the next uh, cycle of cars that we could have to me seems like it's not that unreasonable, right? But my my only thing is like, yes, it's not that unreasonable, but it's not happening strictly because they are printing these cards as the judge promos for next year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's the tutors. The on-color tutor, so worldly tutor for green. Right. They got demonic tutor or vampiric tutor for black. Mystical uh, tutor. Yeah. Mystical tutor or, like, Spellseeker or any of the other, like, tutors. Like, each color has tutor gamble, but those cards Shut are up. literally being printed as the judge promos. I was going to say, you're right. Promos. You just showed me the judge promos They look so good, so dude. Fucking yeah. demonic tutor, do you see? Oh, yeah. It's so dude, creepy. It's so good. Uh, By the way, we should all become judges. Let's go. <laughs> uh, the next one here is the Praetors. These are just oppressive cards that people don't like playing against, and I don't know if they want. Well, that's. The, I think that's really the tipping point is who's making this decision. Like, that's, if it's people yeah. who play Commander, definitely not the Praetors. But if it's fucking Hasbro, who cares? Like, they just. If they it's know Hasbro, they'd absolutely sell. not because that's a card that is worth something. So fuck you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Sorry, you're probably right. Negative opinions here. Uh, Another one of the, that's like totally reasonable to print, but also not. And that's the Flipwalkers. Nissa, the Flip Lily, the lifelink that makes a zombie, it flips over. Like all Chandra. Of, yeah. See, these are okay until you get to blue. And Baby then Jace. Baby Jace is $40. Yeah. So yeah. it just sort of breaks everything. But, but Watson doesn't recognize the secondary market. I mean, I would, I'd be okay if the green value is not much and the blue value is $200. Like, that'd be dope. Because I'd buy the blue one, not the green one. But I just think that they, okay, they're looking to try and if we're, keep it at around the same amount. If we're going for, I'd love to see this, but literally the blue version is way too expensive. What about the packed cycle? Also true. Uh, also true. <laughs> and I, I think this just goes to show that I don't. I would love to see them do cycles. I don't think they're going to do cycles because I think it's a bad idea. Some cycles are worth a lot more than other yeah, cycles. I That's think the problem is that like you can't blue find cycles, spoilers, are better than every other cycle. <laughs> yeah, you can't find a balanced cycle that keeps because while I don't agree that we have to keep it at a low price point, I do agree that all five colors have to be at a similar price point yeah. and you can't include cycles without having one being like, why the fuck are you charging $90 for that? We're buying red cards. So 
Yeah, you kind of yeah. have to. I don't know what the red <laughs> set is going to yeah. be, honestly. Like yeah. red, I feel like Cranko. has to include like Cranko and Gamble and Perforos just to yeah. be worth anything. Yeah. We it's got lightning bolt but, Yeah, again. I mean, they're not, none of those cards are even worth that much. Yeah, even even Perforos, which seems like per- an expensive yeah, ass card. It's only, only good 20 one. bucks. Yeah, that's the thing. A lo- we have a lot of questions about this product and... Like, we have it, hopes and dreams, and but we have cards that are, are very likely. Like, okay, most likely basic card, most likely, like, maybe card. Corey, basic forest. Um, I think the most likely basic card that they can reprint... Like, general staple, yeah. I, I don't know any specifics, but just an elf. Like, everybody loves elves. When you think of green, it's either land ramp or elves. Yeah. And they, they just reprinted Cultivate... And Kodama's reach a bunch, so I don't know if they're going to redo those. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going like, to be an elf. I don't know if it's going to be a good elf. I'm hoping that if they're doing an elf, that it's Finhorn Hell specifically. That'd just be because sweet. it was... It's just a lot harder. Yeah. To me, the lo- most likely basic card... It's not really basic, but to me, the most likely card that I feel like has to be in this product is Eternal Witness. Like, if it's not in the product, it, like, what it the fuck just are you got doing? reprinted. It just got the dope ass extended art box topper. Yeah, they have so many excuses not to do it. It's still I, even one of those ones that everybody wants to buy. I mean, it is a green staple, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's just, people, it just got reprinted. So people are like, oh, Eternal Witness is dope, but I wish it was something else. But you yeah. could argue everyone's going to say that for every card, but I, I think. It's too new. Gary, what about you? What is your what is your basic? What, like, obviously, Eternal Witness is your... <laughs> yeah, Eternal, Witness. Eternal Witness is my basic. Yeah, but I don't feel like... I feel like to me, most Eternal likely... Eternal Witness like, is not the basic. I feel like Eternal Witness is in, like, the, the maybes. No, nah, Eternal Witness is my basic. Uh, to me, the, the most likely, like, tight... Ooh, damn, we got it, is probably a tie between... To me, it, it, Crater Hoof seems like one of the ones that just, like... You can't talk about green without hearing it, and Avenger of Zendikar seems likely to to print because it's like, oh, cool, Avenger of Zendikar. We wanted that. How about you? My like basic card or like stable card. I mean, I want Birds of Paradise really bad. Cross and Grip, and okay. then my like card that's a maybe that I think is more likely than others is Birds of Paradise. Yeah, I think the Birds of Paradise is a need of a, a like a good modern reprint that's. In a commander-specific set. Please give the artwork to Seb McKinnon, <laughs> Watsy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, aside from that, the the Yisan card, like, it's definitely going to be Court of Calling or, like, Genesis Waves. It's going to be something like that, right? Yeah. I think Court of Calling is the most likely. I think that everybody's kind of pegged that down. It's like, yo, that's probably it. Um, but outside of that, like, it's, it's kind of hard to say, honestly. I think that with green being the way it is, the have a lot of flexibility and as long as they avoid just like the stereotype of green in commander as just ramp big dumb creatures plus and plus encounters and they are able to like flex you know the muscles of the the creative muscles that watsy has we get a really cool product fortunately like we're gonna kind of been saying like we're gonna get some basic ass shit I think and like it is one gonna cool be card just basic ass shit i would love to be wrong the more you guys talk about it the less excited i get about this product i'm like i don't i don't think you shouldn't be excited about it i just think you should be realistic i'm not gonna pay 40 dollars for one card if they put in a bunch of dumb shit that i already have in my commander decks i'm gonna buy them on the secondary market you should not pay 40 dollars for one dumb card Pay 40 dollars for one good card i don't even know about that but that's what i'm saying is if that's how they try to sell it where they have a bunch of basic stuff and a good card 
I that think, just feels like such a waste. Right, of but I think that the time. average power level is going to be relatively low. Just I agree. Because, like, they're really, like, I mean, Jace's spellbook was good shit. They were all blue good cards that tied into the character of Jace. Yeah. Whereas the Commander Green is should be all these green good, good cards. Green, green Commander cards, right? And good Green Commander cards aren't necessarily doubling season and. You know, like yeah, there. I, mean, I thought doubling <laughs> season was a pretty good. It's green only commander good commander. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some fringe playability, but yeah, I mean, it's it's basically just commander. But like every other card that works in every other green deck is also good. Like doubling season works in a deck that cares about what doubling season does. Cultivate, rampant growth, all of the you know like general basic staples in green work in every green deck. So it's a safe option to print them because everyone who would want to buy green commander cards can just throw them into a green commander deck for free, basically. Yeah, I think looking at the spell books is a good way to look at these because they were about the value of what you got and there were some some bangers in there. So I think that's about what we're going to get. I, I still don't know if it's going to be like the power level of what the spell books was. We have to be realistic and bring what down our expectations. What you're saying is temper your emotions, chill the fuck out, expect less, and just be glad that there are... A- four or five other commander products next year that we can also be excited yeah, about. Yeah, if this is garbage, you'd be like, don't buy it. Yeah. Just just abstain and like Aaron was saying, just buy the singles that you want. Buy the one card that you want. Buy that doubling season. Yeah, It's exactly. not going to get reprinted. Yeah. But buy the Eternal Witness that is super dope. Probably also won't be in there. Yeah. But <laughs> buy that Basic Forest. It's going to be sick. I think we... We covered about what we can expect for this. I just, I don't think there's enough clues other than the artwork, which unfortunately... There's going to be a lands mm, theme. There's going to be a creature uh, tutor a theme. A Yisan theme. Yeah. 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 Hey, surprise. Like, they literally... Yisan like, tribal, bro. <laughs> green. Is Yisan getting reprinted? Like, has anybody thought about that? Yeah, it's not one of the car- like green creatures. I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I mean, people don't like Yisan. He's really, really good. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That, we'll get when we get closer we'll we'll have more we'll do an update episode. Are, are all of this the stuff that they've told us red herrings? Uh no. There's so much potential for the set, but realistically you need to temper what you think yeah. is going to come. Well we've had an exhaustive discussion. Uh we've made Gary a little bit upset and extremely opinionated. Yeah. We'd As lo- usual. Yeah, we'd love to have incredibly powerful cards. But we're we're just not going to get that. We have to be realistic and you can, you know, fight that all you want, but at the end of the day, this is a product that has to make money, yep. and so they have to have something that draws you in, and then the rest has to be the stuff that makes it affordable. Yeah, so guys, just, you can see all these awesome pours. We're talking about a lot of cards you can see on our YouTube, and just follow us on Facebook, Instagram, just hit us up on all that social media. Let us know what your most valuable card that you want in this set and then what is your most likely card that's going to be in this yeah set? do the do the the reasonable one and the wish card in the set and then later on when we do our follow-up is up episode for our fantasy eight draft we want your <laughs> fantasy eight draft on that episode too but for now just do most realistic and then just the wish card yeah we're at uud podcast and untap up keep drink on instagram twitter Facebook and YouTube. Obviously, we really like you guys to look at YouTube. We're talking about a lot of cards, and it's especially this list where we're just like, oh, that'd be cool. Fast yeah. spawn. I think what's funny about this is that Band. this is the one episode Band. where the pores don't necessarily matter as much because they all look exactly They're the all same. black. <laughs> and just, yeah, delicious. Like, dark as fuck. 
but we didn't read any cards. So if you really want to look at these cards and really know what we're talking about, head over to YouTube. Uh, it'll cost you the same amount of time and you'll be able to at least read. So thank you guys for listening. And as we like to say on this podcast, have fun, but not too much. Bye.